Welcome back to the Ice Pass Sports Podcast. I'm Griff. And I'm Matt. And today we've got our Super Bowl recap video as well as the Ice Bath end of season awards. Um, we came up with a bunch of awards that we're going to be handing out to a lot of people around the league. But before we get into that, make sure you like this video, subscribe, check us out on social media, all in the description. And let's recap the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is also our last episode of season two. It season is. Season two finale. Season two um, finale. Can't believe we stayed consistent enough to make it to the end of season two, but hey. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know. I, I didn't know if we were going to even uh, have a season two, so here we are. It's been fun. It's um, 26 episodes later. You know what else is fun? The Super Bowl. This is one of the better Super Bowls that I can remember. Um, if we're talking about the second half of it, yeah. Well, I mean, but even, even the beginning, like, uh, I'm not even going to say it was a high defensive battle. There's so many mistakes. You know, that, that, that's what makes a good ball game, right? No, like, that's true. I, I, you know, it, it's one thing if it's just, like, defensive possessions and it's three and out punt, three and out punt. Um, but there are turnovers, you know. Um, San Fran uh, led 10 to 3 at the half. Uh, I mean, did the uh, – oh, you know what? The under just came in because it, I think it was 47 and a half was the over on And it was 47, right? And it was 47, 22-25. Yeah. Um, dude, Vegas, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't know why I bet on uh, bet on sports anymore. I don't. I don't get it. I did take Chiefs money line though. Yeah, I, I love the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, I mean, overtime. Uh, well, hold on. Let's let's start with the beginning of the game. Uh, yeah, Niners dominated much of the, of the first half. Uh, CMC with a costly fumble at the beginning of the game. I thought the tides were going to start turning then. I did too. Um. Yeah, and then they, they start to pick up speed. Uh, not thanks to Brock Purdy, though. Brock Purdy uh, finishes his, uh, the day with uh, 23 of 38, 255 yards, and one touchdown. He had three carries, 12 yards. Yeah, he's a dual threat, my fans would say. Yeah, he's uh, he's something. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what he is. He's a systems quarterback. I will die on this hill. Uh, um, I agree with you. Um, he kind of showed it. a systems quarterback, but – yeah, no, I I agree. I just I, I don't he, him and Patrick Mahomes are two totally different players. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately what it came down to at the end of this game, and why the Chiefs won their third Super Bowl in five years. Yeah, um, I'm I'm trying to pull up the box score, and for some reason I can't find it. Uh, here it is. Yeah, I mean Mahomes, uh, he had that that pick. Uh, I believe was. That in the first half, I can't remember if that was the first. Or, uh, it was the second or third quarter. Um, it was yeah, yeah, it was the uh, third quarter. It was right after halftime, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, 34, 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, passing, was sacked three times. Uh, but I, I think the biggest highlight was he had nine carries for 66 yards rushing. Mahomes. And a lot of a lot of that was at the end of the game where he came up so clutch in the run game. He was, he was, and uh, I think that's what I kind of wanted to point out was um, one that's that's a huge difference between him and Brock. You know, yeah, he, I think he's a lot more of an athlete where he's able to do that. Yep. Um, but he's evolved his game so much that at this point in his career, he doesn't need to rely on it. And I think that's uh, a page out of his book that a lot of mobile quarterbacks need to take. Um, 
you know, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, uh, run when you have to, but yeah. like don't, you know, don't do it after your your first read, uh, you know, doesn't come through. You know, have two to three reads. You know, you're in the pocket. Use that mobile uh, ability to maneuver the pocket, uh, extend the play, but you got to know when to throw it away. You got to know when to just take the sack. Um, and you got to know when to, to run it. And you know, the less you're going to run it, the less the defense is going to expect it, um, which is also why Mahomes is so sex- successful in the run game. Yeah, and a big shout-out to a lot their, their receiving room. I mean, all year we talked about how Patrick Mahomes has minimal weapons, and he does the most with his minimal weapons. I mean, of course you've got Travis Kelsey, 9 for 93, and 92 of those yards came in the second half. Um, yeah. Mecole Hardman, Jets legend of the year. Um, yeah, he had a huge game. Um, 3 for 57, had a big 52-yard catch downfield. I mean – I know uh, they couldn't convert there. I, I don't think they scored that drive. They maybe took three. I don't remember. Um, yeah. I'm sure Pacheco had six catches. He did. And, I, of course, Miko Hardman, though, game-winning touchdown. Um, how about an, uh, an up-and-down year for a guy that started with the Jets and, you know, was just very underutilized, returns to KC, was kind of up-and-down there. And it, I think that perfectly describes the season that Kansas City had, up and down. Um, yeah. And a, a guy with an up-and-down season makes the game-winning catch in the Super Bowl will go down in history as a catch that a lot of people, if not everybody, will remember, especially in Kansas City. Um, what a moment for him. for him. Yeah, what a moment for me, Cole. Uh, Ju- yeah, and Justin Watson has 54 yards. Yeah, two guys that definitely stepped up in the big game. Um, and just to, you know, kind of go off of what you were saying, Miko Hardman, man, um, you know, a lot of inconsistency throughout the year. He had a really, really bad game uh, just a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. With, with the Chiefs where everyone was clowning on him. Yep. And what a way to take all that negativity and use it as motivation and bounce back. And what a game to do it in. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 I mean, this is a guy, too, that I feel like a lot of people wrote off, especially after that bad game he had. Um, but you know what? He didn't write back. He did not write back. That was the game he had two fumbles. Um, and yeah. I think he had more fumbles than total yards, which was something. Yeah. I mean, Rasheed Rice, uh, six receptions off of 13 targets. I'm sorry. No, I'm, that's not 13 targets. Yeah, off of eight targets. Yeah. Um, but only went for 39 yards. You know what? He is a rookie, and he had a phenomenal season. Yeah, he did. 79 catches, 938 yards, seven touchdowns. And a lot of that came in the second half of the year. He yeah. really came through. Um, but you know what? He helped Mahomes get there, and the other receivers, you know, helped him when they were there. Yeah, I think uh, the bigger thing that stands out to me is when you look at the San Francisco side of the ball in the passing game, that Chiefs secondary was locked down. I mean, CMC had 8 for 80 out of the backfield, which you, you got to expect out of CMC. But out of the receivers, right. Brandon Ayuk only caught three of his six targets for 49 yards. Juwan Jennings had four catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. Big game for him. Um, but well, one thing that I do notice at this, though, it looks like Casey, I mean, uh, the, the, the Belichick method, right? Take away your best weapon. Yeah. They did the opposite of that. They took ev- away everybody but their best weapon. Yeah. And, I mean, it worked out. 
How about, I mean, Debo caught three of his 11 targets for only 33 yards. Trent McDuffie was unreal that entire game. He got locked up, brother. He got locked up. Um, I love to see it. As an Eagles fan, Debo, uh, the Eagles live in Debo's head rent-free, like 24-7. I think he actually might pay them to live there. Um, But, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's such a sweet feeling seeing him catch three of 11 targets – uh, and only go for 33 yards in the biggest game of it all. George um, Kittle did say he was going to come back with a vengeance, and he came out and had two catches for four yards. Big game from him. Yeah, man, that, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this uh, before the, the game. Casey has some, some good linebackers. Um, but uh, one thing I will say is all those Niners fans last year, they were like, oh, the Eagles, you, uh, you know, beat us with Purdy, this and that. You know, we, we, it would have been different. We would have won Super Bowl with Purdy. Would you have? Would you have? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was just a, such a sweet victory for me. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. Part of me as an Eagles fan can root for the Chiefs uh, because they have Jason Kelsey's brother. They get the guy that's dating uh, Co- Taylor Swift. but um, The guy that put Taylor Swift on the map, you mean. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, big, 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 big loss for the Niners, though, was uh, Dre Greenlaw. Greenlaw. I said that the moment – dude, I, I I, got up, I, my back was turned, and all I hear is my dad go, that didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I, around, I'm like, what's going on? And he goes, uh, I think a linebacker for them just uh, just got hurt doing something. And then um, seconds later, you text me and you go – Greenlaw definitely just tore his Achilles. I watched the replay and I went, Greenlaw definitely just tore his Achilles. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was the moment where I I knew that game was about to shift, um, yeah, and, he, and it did just that. I mean, he's player for their defense. Big, big, big time difference maker for them, and we saw it especially with Travis Kelsey. Um, Kelsey was held to one catch in one yard in the first half, and then comes out with eight catches, ninety two yards in the second half. And I think uh, Greenlaw being out was a huge factor there. I mean, you even saw, I, I'm sure you saw it, the videos of uh, Fred Warner after he realized uh, Greenlaw tore his Achilles. He he just kind of yeah. broke down. And I think in that moment he realized, he's like, we're screwed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Greenlaw is such an impactful uh, player on that defense. And one that not a lot of people talk about or give recognition. It's always Fred Warner or Nick Bosa. Or, yeah. You know, whoever else. But uh, he's pretty big. And one thing I did notice all game was uh, the Niners did not blitz much at all until, like, the end. Um, and they were still creating pr- pressure. I mean, that, that front four is fearsome. Uh, but what, I, what I'm getting to is, um, you know, I mean, Mahomes, uh, he didn't have the best pass pro. Um, offensive tackle definitely a need for the Chiefs going in the offseason. But Mahomes – They were also he, missing Joe Tooney a lot. Yeah, and, and, and Mahomes maneuvered the pocket. Yeah, he did take three sacks, but he only lost eight yards off those three sacks. Yep. And uh, he, um, man, he, he, he definitely deserved the MVP. Oh, um, 100%. But one thing I don't d- agree with from the aftermath of this game was that uh, Niners defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes was just fired. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't like that move at all. Yeah, I, I think there's other issues with that team. I think it starts with uh, Kyle Shanahan. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that Shanahan should be fired, and I do think he's a good coach, but 
this is the third time now he's blown a double-digit lead in the Super Bowl. He clearly can't get it done. He's a great regular season coach. He is. And you know what? Um, John Lynch has put a great team in front of him. Yeah. But, again, at what point do you start asking the question, you know, what, what's got to give, you know? You literally have almost everything. I mean, here, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. You have a, uh, what they believe is a franchise quarterback. Yep. You have arguably the best running back in the league. You have one of the best receiving duos in the league, one of the best tight ends in the league, one of the best left tackles in the league. On top of that, you had one of the best defenses last year. What more do you need to win the big game? Mm. Now, meanwhile, the Chiefs, I mean, great defense, but like you had said it before, they have Mahomes, they have Kelsey, and then who else do they have weapons behind that? I mean, Isaiah Pacheco is a great running back. What was he, a six, seven-round pick? Yeah. Um, Rasheed Rice stepped up, but I mean, your, your best receivers are rookie. Um, they did a lot more of a lot less, and you know what? The, uh, the Chiefs proved, um, kind of like the Patriots did for many years, all you got to do is get to the playoffs. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and, and the playoffs is a whole new season. 100%. Um, I, I think that's that's about enough for the Super Bowl. I think we've kind of touched on everything. Yeah. Um, why don't we jump into the first ever Ice Bath Sports End of Year Awards. Uh, I can't wait for this. Let's kick it off. Do you want to do every other? Yeah, we'll do every other. Alright. With the CTE Player of the Year going to Chandler Jones. Man, wasn't he running naked through public like at one point this season? He was doing a lot of things in public. He did recently apologize for his actions and anybody that was offended by them. <laughs> I don't know if he is seeking help or if this is him trying to gaslight everybody. Remember um, when he posted Buda Baker's number this year? <laughs> Buda Baker was like, lose my number. That's crazy. Man, and I think crazy is exactly what explains Chandler Jones' season. Um, it was so bad, the, the Raiders cut him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they really had nobody else on the edge. It was just, it was, it was the Max Crosby show, and they didn't really care. It was better right. than having Chandler Jones on the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, there was a lot of instances that reeked of C- CTE from his side. Um, moving on, we have the fantasy sleeper of the year, uh, none other than Kyron Williams. Yeah, uh, a guy very that deserving. missed a lot of games and still finishes a top five running back. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Um, I mean, he was he was phenomenal in fantasy. He was the pick of the year. He probably won a lot of you your fantasy leagues. Yeah, had to. Have. Um, yeah, I mean, how many games did he play? Give me one second. I in think he thir- played yeah twelve or thirteen, right? 12 games, 12 games, uh, 1,144 yards, 12 touchdowns. Yeah. So, and then another 32 receptions, 206 yards, and three touchdowns receiving. So he really finished with about 1,350 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, very, very Out good. Of a guy that, I mean, nobody was even talking about before the season. No, not at all. He was uh, – in most leagues, probably undrafted. I know personally, I picked up Cam Akers over him, thinking that uh, thinking that Cam Akers was going to be that guy. Um, yeah. He wasn't that guy, pal. Hmm. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. All uh, right, uh, let's just fire through the rest of these. Yeah. How much more time we have on this call? Yeah. Um. Fan- best fantasy performance of the year. 
I mean, this one's got to go to none other than Devon Achan. Yeah, I mean, you can go back and watch the pod uh, from after that week. Uh, that was the week they put 70 on the Broncos, right? Yeah, he had uh, 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, four catches, 30 yards, another two touchdowns. Um, you can't really not give him the award there. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the worst to first award. I'm giving that to the Houston Texans. Yeah, uh, it's got to be. I mean, C.J. Stroud led them to uh, the playoffs, and they had a phenomenal year. Shout out to the Texans. Uh, next up, we got the Overpromise and Underdeliver Award, and that's going to go to the entire Dallas Cowboys team. Doesn't it every year? Yeah. Right, now we have the Kirk Cousins of the Year Award. Um, <laughs> this is going to be uh, just a quarterback that uh, had somewhat high expectations but was super mid. It's going to be Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert was definitely the Kirk Cousins of the year. Yeah, go look at his stats. Uh, uh, can, I, can I do this next one? Yeah, of course you can. The I'll Pay You Tuesday for a Hamburger Today Award. None other than Andy Reid. <laughs> that, that one's self-explanatory. Um, this next award we are calling the uh, Jameis Winston's Crab Leg Award, which is going to the person that straight up stole from their team. This one's going to Juju Smith-Schuster. Stole a lot of money from the Patriots and did absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they could have gotten, they could have retained Jacoby Myers for the same contract they gave Juju. Um, n- not one of Belichick's brightest moments. No. Um, <laughs> we have Griffin's Lunch Pail Guy of the Year award. Yeah, you already know which one this is. This one goes uh, to. Uh, it changed it. Yeah, this is. I, it, it's going to Harrison Butker. How yeah. can you not? Especially after that Super Bowl. <laughs> Next up, we have the Miles Garrett Helmet to the Head Award. Um, I mean, again, self-explanatory. This one's going to Kareem Jackson. Yeah, it, it really can't. It can't go to anyone else. Got suspended twice this year for like intentionally like unnecessary roughness calls on players. Yeah, I know that was that was a weird part of the year. It it was a very weird part of the year. Um. Next up, we have the. Absolutely the worst fantasy pick of the year award. Um, that one goes to none other than Tony Pollard. Uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of fits in with the overpromised under deliver. He he very much under delivered and uh, killed a lot of seasons for people, including myself. Yep. Um. Next up, we have the Ryan Leaf Award. This one uh, also very self-explanatory. Yeah, it's going to Bryce Young. <laughs> it's got to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Who Bryce else? Young was not very good. Granted, the first picked out of all the quarterbacks and probably yeah, the worst out of all the I, starters. I, I mean, granted, uh, that entire team was pretty damn bad, but Bryce Young did not make the team any better. So, uh, I mean, the writing was on the wall. They signed Miles Sanders to a massive contract in the offseason. You know, I thought he was going to have a great year. I did too. Uh, <laughs> you he probably did, go he, and look up the receipts. Yeah, he could. Uh, he, 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 he was a strong contender for the worst fantasy player of the year. Um, next up, we have the, uh, Tony Soprano award. This goes to Tommy DeVito's agent. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- that one, it, it's also pretty self-explanatory. You've seen the picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the second to last award is the Peyton Manning, you should, you just need to retire award. Um, paying homage to 2015 Peyton Manning. <laughs> Uh, and that's going to – I'll let you name this one. <clears throat> Delvin Cook. <laughs> he, 
uh, I don't know why the Jets ever signed him, and he uh, he showed that he had not a lot left in the tank. So um, he's running on fumes. <laughs> he, he was definitely running on fumes. And our last award, last but he's, certainly, he's last but certainly, certainly not least, we have the happy ending award, and I'm sure you guys already know who this one's going to. None other than Deshaun Watson. Yeah, the uh. You know, they say best for last. This is the worst for last, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this guy needs to retire. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what? He um, he was our pick at first for the "you just need to retire" award, and then I realized how bad Dalvin Cook was, so we gave Deshaun Watson his own award. Yeah. Uh, and Hopefully, we get a happy ending, and he's gone from the league. <laughs> and I think uh, that's what we're gonna end it on, right? Yeah, that's that's how we're gonna wrap it up. That's how we're gonna finish season two. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. You're gonna see these clips of the awards all over social media. These were these were fun to do. Um, thank you guys for a great season. We're gonna be posting a lot of off season content. Um, just no more pods until next season. Um, we'll probably oh, be well, back for season three. Yeah, uh, around August time, a couple weeks before the season, um, maybe beginning of preseason, we'll be back with the pod. For now, yeah, we'll, we'll be making we'll, a lot we'll of uh, with all of our our fantasy rankings and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with a, a lot of short and long form content throughout the off season to keep you guys um, keep you guys entertained. We we've already started doing a couple mock drafts. Matt has done a bunch of fixing the franchise series videos. We're gonna be doing a lot of those. Uh, some new series on the way, so be on the lookout for that. Um, like I said, check us out on social media at Icefast Sports on Instagram and TikTok at Icefast Pod on Twitter. And you can check out the video version of this episode on the Ice Bus Squad, Ice Fat Sports Podcast YouTube page. We'll see you guys next season. And as always, stay cool. Stay cool.